Hey everybody, welcome back to Megan's Old Office. My name is J.D. Gorlad. I'm the senior pastor here at Dundee Presbyterian Church in Omaha, Nebraska. By now you know all of that stuff, and you know who's going to speak next, so get ready. It is I, Keith Holmes, director of small groups and missions activities for Dundee Press. Oh, there you go. That's all you had? I That's th- it. That's I, I all I had. I actually thought you were going I'm, to... I'm still laughing. You guys don't understand what goes on right, between, in between shows. Day, in between shows. You know, and we dedicate ourselves. We sit there and say, okay, we've got three shows to record. We're going to get done in like less than two hours. <laughs> we're going to do never, this. It, it never happens. Not when JD tells stories in between. Because we were, still yeah, we were, we were telling there. about axe throwing and it, it just came all fun glued. <laughs> <laughs> Making beer back in seminary and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, we're talking about hope last week yeah. was our first, this is our second episode in this uh, uh, package of of uh, of, uh, of, of uh, what episodes? Not, episodes. This That's the word I'm looking of for. Episodes. Right there, you go. Thank you for helping. English me is hard for him it in the is. morning. So we're talking about hope today. Last time we talked about hope because we are have a creator because yes. God is creator. Yes, and it makes sense that we have hope because God created and therefore God has a purpose. Uh, to what and he created. is sovereign, and we are his creation. Right, I mean, like I like we talked about, it sets us into a position. Knowing this, it puts us in a position of being able to hope in him, right, and not ourselves. Exactly. So today we're going to be talking about being a sojourner. A sojourner is a wanderer. Yep. Uh, someone who who is moving through life. Uh, who's uh, who, who? One of their defining features is to be a journeyman, a journey person. Right. To be on a journey. Yep. This is one of, by the way, one of the classic story uh, structures is that yeah. of journeying. And yes. you, you think of several examples in literature. In movies and in plays, where where the character, the main protagonist, is is journeying, is right. a sojourner. Exactly. Uh, uh, obviously, the Odyssey comes to mind, right. and many and many Tolkien's others. fellow the, right. the fellowship travels to get rid all of the ring. All they do is walk. They just it, walk it, it, right, just the, the, constantly. The, right. They're, all they're doing is walking. Uh, they're and journeying. That, yeah. They're sojourners. Um, I was thinking of the the the, the Jodes the, in the the depression. Uh, Henry Fonda was right, in the movie. right. The um, grapes of wrath, grapes of wrath. Right, they just, exactly. They they left Steinbeck. their home, or yeah, they right. left their home and went on a journey to California. And the story is all about the journey, right? And the, the great yeah. storytellers, you know, you're going to this destination, and as yeah. a reader, as a watcher, you're waiting for them, whoever it is, to get yeah. home. You're waiting for Odysseus to get yep. back to Greece. Yep. But then, uh, three quarters of the way through, you're like. It's not about getting there. It's a, it's not about being there. It's about getting there. It's about right. the journey exactly. and about all the things that he the pro, or she the protagonist experiences along Absolutely. the way. So we're talking about in in, in sojourning, uh, uh, being on a journey is of course very much a biblical uh, theme. The yeah. the nation, the entire nation of Israel, sojourns in the desert oh after gosh, yeah. leaving Egypt on their way to the promised land. Forty years in the desert. Uh, Jesus is always sojourning. He's right. always moving around yep. he, right. on his way uh, to Jerusalem. He sets his mind, his face towards Jerusalem, but he but he makes a lot of stops along the way. Yes, uh, he, as he three wanders. years worth of them. Ex- yes. Exactly. So, how do you like to spend your time, Keith? People are fascinated in you. Oh, that's true. And that's the, so you true. owe the public so much. I, I tell you, one of the things that that makes uh, my marriage to Alice so awesome is we both love to travel. Yes. So uh, this really this this episode kind of holds something to me because we just love to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now we once we get there, things get a little dicey because I say we're here, sit and enjoy. 
She says, no, let's go visit here. Let's go over here. So let's Alice do this. is a lot let's like me there. on that, right? So you you'd know? rather sit on the beach for a while? I would, I'd like somewhere else, though, right? Mm-hmm. Not. I mean, if I lived by the beach, I'd want to go to the mountains. If I lived in the mountains, i want to go to the beach. You're that guy. You're that I'm guy. the guy that wants you were to just go. I, I'm, just, I'm just someone that wants to go somewhere. Yeah. Meet new people. Find interesting things, you know. Right. But, but sit back and enjoy them leisurely. Where Alice has about five different things each day to go and do while she's she's on a J on the Myers Briggs, oh my she likes yes. planning and organizing. She organizes the days so well. Or there you go. Well, you'd How be lost. You? You'd be completely lost with, with, without her plans. Oh, I. I I don't know about that. I, <laughs> I'd find a, I'd find a grocery store, probably buy a six pack of beer, and go sit by the beach and watch the tide roll in. I mean, with that beard of yours, people would be like, "There's yeah. a homeless guy wandering around." <laughs> oh look, somebody gave him a six pack with a four pack yeah, right? of beer. Uh, how do you like to spend your time? I like to be at home. I like to sit and read and 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 not have any noise and all. This. I I like to travel. I like to go play. Yeah. I don't like the traveling, the journeying itself. I like ah. I like the being there. I like the end of the story. But then once I'm there, like Alice, uh, I like uh, I like I don't want to just sit around. Right. Uh, my daughter and my my wife went with a friend down to I don't know Cozumel or one of those places, mm-hmm. and they literally spent four days going nowhere. They were at a resort and they the... just sat by the pool and on the beach the entire time. I, I reading and just catching rays and Andy. drinking pina coladas. I cannot. I cannot, just from our so, opening comments, people would think that we were all very alcohol-oriented. We're not. We're, we're not, not at all. all. Just an occasional means. thing no. here or there. But, uh, wow. I, uh, I, couldn't even, I could not have, that's not a vacation to me. I can't imagine why they didn't take you then. Right. <laughs> no, they know why. Dad, dad would not have been. This was uh, not a dad vacation. This was right, a, we're going to sit right. still and relax by a pool. And I, you're thinking, no way. Now, I will tell you, I do not fight Alice anymore or as much anymore about doing things because I've come to realize once you get somewhere traveling is is about exploring the place you go to and I enjoy that but I think I enjoy more than my wife that the idea of sitting by a pool now one of the things that I'm going to to point out right here at this point is that we make the mistake spiritually as Christians Mm -hmm. of assuming that we're not traveling that traveling is something that we do occasionally oh that's true yeah but right now you know, I'm in the midst of my routine of waking up every day and going to work. Exactly. And, and in my case, I work every single day. I work seven days a week, even when I'm at home. That's just the way I am. Yep. Right? I am a workaholic. I'm yep. guilty as charged and all that kind of stuff. I'm always doing stuff with church, always thinking about church and right. all that kind of stuff. Uh, and we you're in the midst of your uh, uh, you're in the midst of your routine, which right. is different than mine. Where right. you know you lay around, you don't do anything, <laughs> uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's a no, joke. I mean, but, These but, are the but jokes, you're people. Serious, but you're but absolutely. I've got I've got my you know my mission partners that I'm contacting. Right. I'm talking to people about that. I you know I'm 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 a little bit more emotion movement and and you know kind of multiple things going and you've got plenty of multiple things going too don't get me wrong i don't want to insult you by saying oh you have one thing to oh, do and that's Sunday i'm walking morning. out yeah, right, 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 right there he is He's, i work one day a he, week. he almost he almost pushed his microphone away and right. stormed out no but but seriously uh, it's just different business it's just a different aspect of the ministry that but we're the in. point is is that bo- yeah. all of us are sojourning we're traveling 
even as we tell ourselves we're not traveling. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm saying. You yeah. know, like you live in Omaha, you are at your house, this is my location, I'm, I'm going to be traveling in January or right. whatever. No, yep. you're traveling right now. That is one of the truths of being a Christian, of, of Scripture, of relationship with God, is that you're always traveling, you're always sojourning, mm-hmm. you're always journeying, uh, uh, you're moving through life, you're getting older, uh, you're learning, you're experiencing, you're going to new, even when you don't recognize that you are, yeah. you are. You and, are. and that's Absolutely. why journey, sojourning is such a, a theme uh, of the Bible. Yeah. And, and for this, we go to Genesis chapter 12, which is a very good place for us to go in the context of hope. Last week, we talked about God being a creator. Chapter 12 is, is, the, is uh, the end of the prehistory of the Bible. The first 11 chapters of the Bible, Genesis mm-hmm. 1 through 11, is prehistory. In chapter 12, we start an entirely new movement of the Bible away from prehistoric uh, stories uh, into relationship, personal relationship with God. And it begins in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, with, with now the Lord said to Abram, it starts with the Lord being in relationship with a guy by the name of Abram, all right? Mm -hmm. Now the Lord said to Abram, go forth from your country. He was uh, at that point living in what is modern-day Iraq. Mm -hmm. And from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you... All the families of the earth will be blessed. Your family, the Holmes family, the yeah. Gorlett family, yeah. are blessed uh, by God in Abraham. Amen. Now, God called Abraham, Abram. He was called Abraham. His name changed later on to Abraham by God. God called Abram away from everything that he knew. Yeah. How does God do that? How does God call us away from what we know? How has he done that with you? Well, I, you know, I... For me, it was a it was a fascinating thing because you know I've often I've often said to you I have an ego the size of Montana, and theater fed that ego. Mm-hmm. I was I was incredibly interested and far more interested in what people thought of my performance, performing for people, being the center of attention, acting, doing. I I, I contemplated going to New York when I graduated college. Yeah. You know, doing doing the starving the starving actor thing and see if I <laughs> waiting could do tables. it. Waiting yeah. tables, exactly. You know, the old, oh you're an actor, what restaurant do you work <laughs> at? You know, <laughs> right. is exactly it. You know, and 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 I I but God pulled me away from that. I never, I never had such the overwhelming desire to do it because I knew that's, I don't know how I knew or, you know, I mean, we're talking Holy Spirit here, but there was, there was reasons that I did not do that. There were things that led me to where I went. I worked in theater eventually after a year or two after college and trying to figure myself out a little bit, but I ultimately landed working for a regional theater in Richmond, Virginia, and all, that's where I met my wife. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thank God every day that I didn't go, I didn't, I didn't pursue acting because it was selfishness that was ma- driving me for toward that. I met Alice, we dated, she, you know, she got me going back to church and everything like that. And, and whether you like her, like her or hate her for right now, but that's why I'm here at this microphone today mm-hmm. at a church, because my wife brought, brought Christ back into my life. She showed me Christ 
And, and, and so, you know, for me, he called me out of that selfish desire to be the center of attention. Because, yeah, if you'd have told the 25-year-old me that I was going to be, right. you know, the director of missions and missions activities and small groups in a, in a little church in the middle of Omaha, Nebraska, I would have laughed at you. Mm. I was headed to New York. Right. And so that's what I got called out of. And it was strange to me because, you know, then I became a dad. Then then I went into corporate and how did America. You and more importantly, how did you respond to all I, that? I followed him with faith and, and hope that he knew what Always. he was doing. No, of course not always. <laughs> I didn't want you to get. I didn't want you to yes, get too far with exactly. That. Heavens no. But you know, but, but there was there was always that constant knowledge that God was in control, and that was my hope in right. all of it. And you know, like I said, I I didn't know where He was taking me. I still don't. Right. I don't know where I'm going. You know, as we sojourn through this world, but I know that He's leading me and you know so i think that's you know those are all very good points to what we're talking about about the fact that we're always sojourning and journeying with god god got me into the ministry i went you know i mean i became a christian or became aware of christianity when i was 21 Mm -hmm. uh and then went off to seminary when i was 28 seven years later and it took some failures and took Mm -hmm. some some other, you know, getting married and, and all these kinds of things it, uh, to find my identity as a as a yeah. uh, pastor. And I can remember when I was ordained way back in 1999. That's when I was ordained, and I had worked about three three years to get to that place. That's what you do. And people started calling me in 1999 for the first time. People started calling me pastor or reverend, and how odd that sounds. And now, when people call me pastor or reverend, that's like my first name. You know, right. I mean, it, it, yeah. just not, it doesn't phase me at all. It's just, but back then it, it was really odd. And so God has guided me into that completely different identity. Uh, but he's also broken me. He's used things that were in uh, in place, strengths that I had. It's certainly the same thing with you. You had certain strengths, uh, right. but he's refined those. He's broken those and redefined them and rebuilt them, torn them down, and then rebuilt them in this place. And, and I love this passage. We need to talk about the, the Bible. We need to do some Bible study here. We're talking a lot about ourselves. Uh, Abram, God thinks nothing of reaching out to Abram and what? not asking Abram right. to go, hey, it, could you do this Would for me, okay? please? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, God uh, orders him, commands him to do this, to move to a place. And no, please notice the line that always stands out to me. I'm going to send you to a land that I will show you. God does not tell Abram. He does not tell you. He doesn't. Yeah. You made passing reference. If you would have told me I was going to be here at this church, I wouldn't yeah. have believed you. He yeah. took you to a land that he would show you. Not right. that he told, he didn't tell you about that back then. No. And here's hope. We're talking about hope as a sojourner. Right. Your hope is that God has a plan, that God is calling you, and that God is uh, directing you, uh, that that, that uh, God plans uh, plans are good for you. They're not for harm, but for a future, for hope, and uh, for a future filled with hope. Yep. Uh, and and uh, but it's not a deal where uh, He tells you exactly what's going to happen when it starts at the beginning, which I would prefer, by the way, because if he did, <laughs> if he did, then there would be no hope. And he really yeah. wants you to be a hoper. Right. He wants you to be somebody who is hoping right. in him, yeah. you know, and that and, takes you being faced with the, with insecurity. I mean, we know? talked a bit about it last week, um, you know, being a child, 
you don't know, you know, you get in a car and your parents tell you, oh, we're going to uncle so-and-so's or aunt, you know, or grandma and grandpa's. You hope you make it. You're, you know, you're right. like, okay, dad told me we're going there. So I assume that's where we're going. Right. But then there's times when you get in the car and say, okay, kids, get in the car. We're going somewhere. Yeah. Where are we going? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Right. You're, you're, you're at the mercy of your father at the wheel. Right. And I mean, that's a, for me, that's always that image is we travel through life. God's at the wheel. I'm just, I'm just along for the ride. And, and it hurts sometimes. It's terrible because you just have this burning desire to know what is going to happen next. Right. But we don't get, we don't always get that. So I want to I focus on a couple of lines here. Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. And those three or four lines, just the question that just, just really just drove into my mind was, what is it like for us to feel alone, a stranger in a strange land, even when you choose to be that person that that mm-hmm. that that way? Because God or God said, "Go away from everything you Aban- know. abandon the abandon people, abandon the systems, place, people, right, relationships, and do what I ask." Isn't this incredible that God, the God that we worship, actually does this? We have this image, I think, of God that he, God would never do that. Right. He's He's perfectly content with me the way I am. Right. And he would never ask me to do something like this. Think about how obnoxious this is. He comes into your life, Amen. Abram, and he says, I want you to leave. You're comfortable? Okay, now I want you to be uncomfortable. That's right. basically what he says yeah. to Abram. I want, you to, I, I want you to obey me into discomfort. Yep. I want you to obey me into something. And I quite often hear, I want to say something that when I first came here to Dundee, at about four or five months into being here, I preached a sermon that was called Doubt. And I got a great response from that because one of the things that I said in that sermon is not something that I came up with, is something that I, you know, somebody, a point that somebody else made. And that mm-hmm. is the opposite of faith is not doubt. Mm-hmm. The opposite of faith is, is assurance. Yeah. If you are assured of something, yeah. then you don't have any need to have faith. Right. Faith exists alongside doubt. In fact, faith needs doubt. You need to have doubt in order to have faith. It, 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 it's like a refining tool of faith. Yeah. You know, same thing with hope. Hope uh, needs, there needs to be insecurity there. There needs to be doubt. There needs to be fear in order for there to be hope. There is, right. without those other things, as negative, as difficult, as challenging as they are, uh, they produce hope. We referenced that last week. Right. Paul did in yeah. the book of Romans about afflictions yep. and suffering right. producing character and producing right. hope. Exactly. Uh, and people like uh, the Christians have this insecurity about, well, oh my gosh, I, I, I doubt so much. God must really be upset with me because I'm doubting. I'm supposed to be believing and, and trusting and hoping. And, and you are. But uh, that doubt is, you, you need to look at it as, as a blessing. Yeah. You need to look at it as an unavoidable thing. Abram, Abram and too many people read this passage, for, and Abram just got up and he just was like, oh, no problem. Oh, I'll hey, just, God, I'm I'll on just your, yeah. That is complete garbage. And then read read uh, uh, read uh, Genesis chapter 22 where God says, you know, I got a bright idea for you, Abraham. I'm going to, I want you to take your son, your beloved, <laughs> only, your son Isaac, and I want you to sacrifice. Okay, I'll just go and do that. Uh, you Forget bet. that. That's just complete garbage. Uh, Abram oh. went down that road scared to death in Genesis chapter 12. And certainly in constant 
prayer. Are you sure, God? Is this really what you right. want me what to do? I, did I have too much to drink last right. night? What exactly. Would, you know, maybe, it, maybe this wasn't the voice of God. Maybe it was Satan talking to exactly. me. Exactly. Maybe what in, in, in all of his friends, his family, his mom, his dad, uh, he was uh, an old man at that, at that point, but uh, uh, you know, anybody around him, you're going to do what? Well, I'm going to leave. I'm leaving um, you know, my, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You're, you're, and I'm going to go and uh, and where are you going? I don't know. Yeah, just going to go east. I'm, I, God has told me to go. I'm, where? What? How long is it going to? How much money do you? Are have? you sure God well, is? Is you sure it's God that's talking for, to you? Exactly. Yeah. For what yeah. purpose? What yeah. are you going to do? I don't know. Right. I just know that I'm supposed to go. I have to go. Do you have that kind of ability to hope, capacity to hope, trust, believe? That if God came to you tonight, you walk into my office tomorrow morning and you say, J.D., you are my boss, you are my friend, you are a brother in Christ, but I am supposed to leave. And then I'm going to naturally say, what? I'm going to say, where are you going? Where are you going? Yeah. And you're going to say, I don't know. I just know I have to go. God, I traded in my car for a donkey. (laughs) For a camel, and I'm just gonna start walking. I'm heading east. I'm headed east. Headed east. Wait, wait a minute. Do you have the kind of hope? Do you have the kind of capacity? No, I, I, to I do would. That? I would be so Gideon in that moment. Uh, and Gideon is the one that takes the lambs or the goat skin, throws it on the ground one night, says, "God, if you're, if this is you telling me to do this, make the goat skin wet and keep it dry around." It. Right. And it was. And then he says, "You know what? I still don't it's believe not it's enough. not good enough, God. Here, I'm going to put that goat skin back. Now make the goat skin dry and the ground around it wet." Right. That and 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 just the doubt, the doubt that I would have at that point. And I, I mean, I have said maybe, that, and and I said it earlier now, but. I've said it to myself many times. Maybe this isn't God. Maybe this is Satan trying to take me down the wrong path. Right. Because I'm comfortable here, and God wants me to be comfortable, right? right. Man, you, you, knowing you has really taught, taught me and changed my mind about that. When it, when, when it points towards being about as uncomfortable and awkward as I can be, that's probably the voice of God. So, because he wants us in that area. But again, it's because he wants us to hope. Right. He wants us to trust him. He wants us in vulnerable to be vulnerable because he, he wants us to be scared and insecure. Exactly. And he, but he, he wants that that fear and insecurity to be taken away by our increased growing hope exactly. and faith and trust. And he and he delivers each time he talks about that making him a great nation blessing the earth through his family all the families will be blessed through your family and he delivers on that right and so i mean the bible is full of god keeping his promises so why is it so hard for us in 2020 whatever we're in to 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 believe that right. and hope like that, right? And it's not—it's the best of us, and yep. it's all of us that are in the, in that situation. Amen. And, and in those, so two questions: Abram, Abram leaves. He faces the doubt uh, and the insecurity of knowing that he's got it right, and then he succeeds in leaving. Right. You with your donkey heading east. Right. He succeeds in leaving, but every step of the way. He's confronted with whether or not he trusts, whether or not he's going to hope, whether or not God's going to come through on his promises. It's not just an it's not just a a momentary thing. It's not just a deal where Abram takes the step, 
and uh, and, and it's over. Right. It, at every step, it's not just it's not just yeah. doubt and fear and criticism. And it's uh, the first night he can't. The second night he can't. Why don't I go back to back home? Right. Why don't I? What have I? What, what was have I, I think? What was I doing? I, Why? You know. So it, that's the way it is to be a sojourner. It's yeah. not just to face that doubt and the, the, that insecurity in one moment. Amen. But in in in, in every moment, and it, and God's not going to relent for you. You ain't anything special. No, you know? yeah. Well, I beg to differ. No, I'm teasing. You of know. course that's true. Now, we're kind of touching on our next subject, and that's fulfillment of things. And so I went to Romans 4. I want us to look at Romans 4, 13 to 25 is the full, uh, full. I'm not going to read all of it. This is a big chunk, and we're running out of time on our time today. But I want to talk about, um, you know, one a couple of these verses I want to pick out for us because really the question I have for us is talking about how does God how do God's promises get fulfilled in the story of Abraham Abram and also how do they how do the how does he fulfill his his uh, his promises to us in our lives and I just want to the the first one is thirteen thirteen verse four or excuse me chapter four four thirteen for the promise that he would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or to his descendants through the law but through the righteousness of faith mm-hmm. of hope uh, you know, for and then on to fourteen for if it is the adherents of the law adherents of the law who are to be heirs Faith is null and the promise is void. That kind of touches, we, we touched on that with the opposite of faith isn't doubt, right. but assurance. Because these the people that he was writing to had the law. Mm-hmm. Paul was writing to a bunch of people that said, hey, I'm doing A, B, C, and D. I'm going to heaven. Right. And, and Because I've got this checklist. Exactly. I've got the checklist. And, and, and according not. to my own standards, I'm, I'm checking everything off properly. Amen. And then I want to jump to... But four- that's not how it works, by the way. Yes, yes, by the way. Jumping down to 418. Here, here we go. Hoping against hope, he believed, and this is Abram, he believed that he would become the father of many nations according to what was said. So shall your descendants be, hoping against hope. Mm-hmm. How do you? How do you? Where do we get that phrase? Hoping against hope. Well, one of the things that's very interesting, hoping against hope, uh, to to kind of build on some of the stuff that we've already talked about. I have to ask everybody listening: Is time the friend of hope, or is time the enemy of hope? Ooh. Does time does time kill hope? Or does time increase hope? Now, in Hebrews chapter 11, mm-hmm. we have the what's called the Faith Hall of Fame. Right. right? right. And it, there's yeah. a listing of all these great Old Testament characters who are the greats of faith, yep. the greats of hope. And it talks about how they hope for things. None of them, it makes the statement in there. It says, none of them saw right. or got got to the promise. They were just promised. Right. And those promises were not fulfilled in their lifetime. Yep. Wait, wait a minute now. What are we talking about here? I'm going to hope in God. That means I'm going to get a jackpot in my lifetime. Right. No, it doesn't. Nope. What he wants you to do is to believe and to hope with, even if you don't get it, even right. if you don't realize it in this life. It is the, the, the hope that is the destination. It is 
hope in the in in faith that are the that are the the, the prize. Amen. Not the getting of the of, of the thing. Right. He di- does bless all the nations of the world through Abraham. He does make great nations out of Abraham. But Abraham died not getting there at all. Moses right. died before getting to the to the promised land. Right. He could see it. It was right across the river. <laughs> he was not allowed uh, allowed to get there. It yep. had been his hope. It had been his dream to get there uh, for all those years, and he does not get it. Are we the kind of people who are going to hope even not getting uh, to that place? Yeah. And again, getting back to it, is time the enemy of your hope? As you show, sojourn, do, does your hope wane? Or are you stubborn enough? Are you mean enough of the Spirit <laughs> to continue hoping as time passes, which one are you? Is is time stronger than your hope, or is your hope stronger than time? I, unfortunately, I would have to say time wears it wears the hope down. But it doesn't where, necessarily. That doesn't necessarily have to be true. Well, I mean, in, it, it certainly feels that. I, I think of Abram. I think of Abram and Sarai um, taking on Sarai's handmaiden to get the baby. Right, you know, Hagar, uh, Hagar, and, and and Ishmael, and it's like. That shows me a wearing down of t- of hope, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, well, maybe maybe what God means is that we're gonna have a kid. You're gonna have a kid through her, and and then right. it'll be my kid, and then w- that's how we fulfill the promise. Right? Like, no, that's not what he meant. He right. meant Sarah, you're going to have a baby. Right. And so I that I, I, think, I think it's a great example. I think it I, raises great questions of well, whether or not help, Abraham right. failed in faith and in hope. I don't think he, well, certainly that was a failure along the way to the promise right. being fulfilled, but I, 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 I'm, I just really glommed on to your idea that, 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 that hope isn't, you know, this, this hope is the journey. It's not the, it's not the destination because, I mean, we've seen God finish, fulfills his promises. Yeah. We know it's going to end, but we don't get to be there maybe. That's, that's when hope really kicks in, right? That's when we really look at this and say, okay, I'm not going to be here when this happens. Are you willing to be that kind of follower? Exactly. Are you willing to be that kind of participant in relationship with God where, you, you know, yeah. where you're sitting there saying, you know, the great thing about being a Christian is the hoping. It is the faithing. It is the trusting. It yep. is the believing. Amen. It is the being in relationship with God. That's the greatest. I'm going to rejoice in that, not in finally arriving at the place that for which I hope. I think I think it has to be because in the end, if God if God simply granted you your every desire, right. He wouldn't be a God worth following, there, right? There, I mean, it's like go. if oh well, I I have faith that God's going to give me a million dollars. Well, how are you going to get there? Oh, the, that's not. You get a million dollars. You go. Oh, see, God gave it to me. I'm not even. Oh, thanks, God. That's great. Yeah. Well, we can turn God into nothing more than a remote control or a vending machine. Yeah, absolutely. And then yeah, he's absolutely. not God. Exactly. Anyway. And so and yeah. there we go. We're we're uh, running out of time. Yeah, we always do. And uh, but it's been fun. Yeah. And, and we're going to leave the show under the assumption that we did something good. I think we did something very good. How I do think- we know that? Well, we'll have to have hope. <laughs> there, there you go. We'll be back uh, at you next week with a, a whole new episode on hope here at Megan's Old Office. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Megan's Old Office. Brought to you by Dundee Presbyterian Church. Please like, subscribe, and share 
so you and your friends can keep up with us every time we post. You can learn more about us and our church at dpcomaha.org. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash dpcomaha or on Instagram at Megan's Old Office. You can contact us through email at megansoldoffice at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening today. We truly appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.